was 30 flirty only with Jared. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a married lady now. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to, with that being said, a Rue Fitness podcast. Uh, we have a, with us a special guest today, Miss Claire Barry, Barry Thomas. Barry Thomas. I didn't know what we were going with. <laughs> we have a lot of people that keep maiden names in here, so that's. 2020, I have no idea. Claire Barry Thomas. <laughs> That's why I wanted to is check. Is it hyphenated? It's hyphenated. It's hyphenated. Barry Thomas. Yes. And is Jared Thomas Barry? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Claire is one of our nutrition coaches. Um, you are also a... Uh, OG room member. OG room member, um, but also <laughs> a counselor. Yes. Uh, what are your credentials, Claire? I am a PLPC, so I'm a provisional license right now, working on licensure for the next uh, <laughs> probably year left. Um, so I do school counseling, and then I have a small private practice too. And who do you counsel? Is it mostly Mostly youths? children. Mostly the kids. Mostly the kids. <laughs> all right. And uh, you all know her, the COO of Rue Fitness and direct what? COO and director of nutrition, mm-hmm. Assembly Schneller. And I am your mayor of Rueville, Bradley Schneller. So... What are we talking about today? Uh, Well, I just wanted to invite Claire on to talk about her journey with nutrition and nutrition coaching now and specifically talk about something that we strive to achieve as part of stacked coaching. And we'll get into what we mean by this, but turning people from Priuses into Hummers. Uh, But before we get into that, I just wanted to like take a step back and talk about Claire's journey. Um... So, how long have you been a member at Rue, Claire? I think six years. Six years. And Rue is seven, so like... Six years, yeah. Serious OG. Met your husband here. Yeah, that's what I was going with next. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Bradley. You're Uh, welcome. Can you tell everybody how that went down real quick? You played matchmaker? Yes, Tell everybody how that went down. This is a good story. I told Bradley that there was a cute guy at the gym that I liked, and Bradley said... Um, who is it? So I told him who it was. And then he waited outside of the bathroom one day (laughs) for Jared to come out of the bathroom after changing. And he told Jared, Hey, that girl, Claire over there likes you. (laughs) Probably super direct. If you didn't already know. Yes. He didn't tell me that he told him he, another coach overheard. So the other, this was like all high school. (laughs) The other coach then tells me, Hey, by the way, Jared knows now. And I'm like, what? Well, guess what? It worked. It did. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we raced. We did a run one day. And afterwards, I think, I messaged him and I said something about, or he said something about, like, oh, I was going to suggest loser buys dinner, but I was afraid I would lose. And I was like, well, I lost, so how about I buy drinks? Aww. And then we went out for drinks. Oh, that was I it. love it. All because of a run at Rue. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it super cool that because of this gym and th- this, like, business that people are married and like babies are born and i just think that that's like one of the coolest things about what we yeah. do yeah so yeah cool um talk to me about your journey with nutrition and how you got interested in all of that so it all started with you i think in rue um and jared actually did one of the first challenges that you did Um, and after he did it, I kind of joined in and, um, started as well. And so I think nutrition has been something that I've, um, 
you know, thought about for a long, long time before Rue. Um, but coming into Rue and then doing some of the challenges, every, after every time I did a challenge, I would see like a new habit stick. Like, okay, now we're, we've, you know, turned off the TV when we're eating dinner. And that would, you know, like be the habit that would stick after the challenge. And then the next time it would be like, okay, now we're putting our food on our plate, um, not just eating it out of a bowl on the table. Um, so we started to see those changes, and I started to realize just how important it was to me. Um, and then kind of reached out about doing PN and started learning more about nutrition and just love like helping people and I think that goes with the counseling my counseling profession and then also nutrition coaching I tell people all the time they go really hand in hand I was gonna ask you how much crossover is there between your your nutrition clients and counseling and then you're like have you taken any of your nutrition stuff over to your counseling so I've talked um actually with my supervisor about that because I think if I do I'd be more interested in working with adults um in counseling on nutrition right. um, versus nutrition coaching. So they, they definitely have their differences right. um, and they, they have a lot of crossover too. Psych- psychologically, it's a lot of crossover, I imagine. Absolutely. And, and habit building as well. So Well, mm-hmm. that's kind of what the PN2 certification is all about. The PN1 is kind of the science about nutrition and helping people build habits. And the PN2 is basically all psychology and helping people make those behavior changes. So I agree. I think that it is a major, um, you know, correlation with the two skills that you have. Um, and yeah, yeah, what a value to your clients. (laughs) Well, and when I hear you talk too, sometimes I'm like, huh, that sounds like counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people, people call me like their food therapist and I, Therapists are extremely valuable, and I'm not saying that I am a therapist, but I think that when people struggle with food and eating, it is very, it's 99% of the time, it's not just about the food. You have to bring in those other things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, so, I agree. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's talk about your journey like you specifically with nutrition and kind of the arc that you have made? So when I started at Rue, and I guess the earliest that I can go back, unless you can remember more, (laughs) is sort of when we went through this whole fad of doing bulletproof coffee and (laughs) intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Um, You've come such a long way. (laughs) And we all kind of knew like it was a fad, but we all like really hopped on board with it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the people pushing it were very convincing. Yeah. 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 There was research. And yeah. There, yeah, was there was like, research. And there, and there, is. Still there, is. there still is. There still is. Yeah. There yeah. still is. And I figured out now that things work differently for my body. Yep. Um, so during that time of doing intermittent fasting and um, seeing results and doing bulletproof coffee, I um, lost weight, but then I also lost my period. And so that was kind of eye-opening to me and I at that point was like okay what's the research on that do people who intermittent fast sometimes lose their periods and there was a, there was research um, about women losing their periods intermittent fasting um, so I decided not you know to do that anymore um, and to kind of shift but in the shifting I think I never really shifted away from the idea that carbs were bad and fat was good and so I still had a very high fat 
diet, but not intentionally and not really knowing that that was what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I gained weight and felt, you know, okay. Right. And was working out in the gym um, and was maintaining that kind of lifestyle for a while. Mm -hmm. until I decided. Until. (laughs) (laughs) That it was time for me to look a little bit more in on my my habits as a coach um, and become a little bit um, more aware of what I was doing and Mm -hmm. thinking about that. Um, And so then I started coaching with you and that was in May or June. Right after we got back from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Like in May. Um, So which in and of itself, I think is so valuable that you recognize like I am a nutrition coach. I've been interested in all of this all along. Um, I know a lot, you know, it wasn't a lack of knowledge for sure, but it goes to show you that everybody you know, can have value from coaching, being coached. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the things that I would come to you with, I was like, hey, I know that I'm doing this (laughs) (laughs) and I just need to say it out loud because once I say it out loud, then I'm not going to do it anymore because I've admitted, you know, to myself and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. That reminds me of the time I told you, I was like, sometimes it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle and you're like, I don't know what that means, but I'll think about, <laughs> but it's true. Like coaching just gets that outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's all you needed. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Drew Brees has a coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think, yeah, something we were conversation we we're having earlier, like it's great to have coaches and um, people helping the helping professions in multiple ways in your life, whether that's a physical therapist, a therapist, a nutrition coach, like a we all need coach. that fitness yeah. coach. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So starting in May, um, I started on my nutritional coaching journey as a client um, and saw a lot of changes and um, was losing weight and staying gaining muscle mm-hmm. and keeping my period oh and yeah. so i was like oh. that's solid <laughs> why is this happening how about that um and i and i think a lot of it has to do with actually doing what was working for my body mm-hmm. and looking at what was working for my body let's talk about macros because originally you were like uh, i don't know about this like i don't know that i want to do this and i helped you reframe that like in order to coach people on this, I think that it's super valuable to spend some time doing it yourself. So like, let's just try it and treat it like an experiment and see what you see. What was that experience like? Because you went let's into see. it skeptical. I, I went into a lot of things skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and the experience has been eye-opening <laughs> and it also has been like very balanced like I've been able to see the balance with macros that I didn't know was possible meaning you thought that it was some sort of like rigid thing that you couldn't like go out to eat or yeah yeah. and so I think yeah the word restricted does come to mind right like I was thinking it was like this restricted thing and when I started doing it I realized like oh I can fit this thing in that I really want and enjoy Mm -hmm. and like we've kind of talked about before like I can enjoy it and not feel guilty about it, not feel bad about it. It works in my day, and I know that it's, you know, working for me in the long term. I fit three glasses of Barolo. <laughs> that is a uh, red wine from Italy. 
Uh, and uh, sorry, <laughs> bougie. Uh, I fit three glasses of red wine and a piece of nothing bunt cake for my birthday during the hurricane into my macros on Wednesday. Like I had prepared for it. I accounted for it. I knew like it was going to be high in carbs and then the cake was going to have a little bit more fat than I'm used to. So I kind of had to conserve leading up to it and I was able to fit it. I only went over my calorie target that day by 30. Mm -hmm. Felt pretty strong about it. So, I mean, it does allow a lot of possibilities to stay on path, Mm -hmm. whatever that path might be for you, um, while still enjoying life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the piece, too, that when we've talked about like talk about macros, that's important. And especially with the work that we're all doing with nutrition coaching is the habit building and building um, simple foods and the whole foods. And because you can make anything work with macros. But like we've talked about, it's so important to have those already set when you're going into we care about your program. outside but we care about your inside yeah, more. Yeah. you can you know? lose weight by being in a caloric deficit and eating mcdonald's but that is not going to do anything for your blood lipid panel and mm-hmm. you know your cholesterol and it's yeah. it's about yeah. supporting your overall health too not just your body composition the, the other thing that i think is important with macros and, and i don't think people realize about it but you know the The counting of macros, it's very, and we talked about it, scientific-based. It's evidence-based. You are collecting evidence, Mm -hmm. okay? You are looking at it from a scientific lens, gaining feedback, and then making the changes that you need to improve upon that, Mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, you can't do that any other way. Yeah. And it's not something that needs to be done all the time, but – it's a really good exercise. It is a really good exercise. Yeah. And it's a really good exercise to do it for a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. And by prolonged period of time, how long can you do it for how many months in a row? Yeah. Um, so, Claire, what do you think about carbs now? I love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, like, we had a conversation about just carbs and the mentality that still is around carbs. And I was like, listen, (laughs) this morning I had for breakfast a banana oatmeal with raisins. And then I had rice at lunch, a sweet potato at dinner. (laughs) And I really wanted to have a s'more for dessert because it was really cold outside and we wanted to cook s'mores. And so all of that fit. And I was just like, that seems like a lot. She was like, wow, that seems like a lot of carbs. Like it's not like it, it fits within what it's not when you measure it out. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's not just a free for all at the food trough. Exactly. You know? yes. And it's being intentional around the choices that I'm making with carbs. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Carb is not another four letter word. Um, good. My other question for oh, it's okay. So this is what I want to say. We have a private Facebook group for all of the stacked um, coaching members and Claire posted a picture of like her lunchbox and I was like girl that is not a lunchbox that is a tote bag of food (laughs) (laughs) I love the prepare and execute habit that you have Um, but it it's a significant amount of food tell me about that and having the volume of food that you are eating now in relationship to what your body and body fat percentage and muscle mass is doing now Yeah. So (laughs) the other day I was at my lowest body fat percentage, highest muscle mass and um, have been experimenting with carb cycling still. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and have found that really successful in, in what my body, how my body has responded to carbs yeah. as well. How many yeah. calories and you eat a day? Um, Do you know? Depends on the day. It does. If she's cycling. Oh, on, your, on your low day? <laughs> So here's an interesting thing. Oh. I actually don't keep the number in my head. Right. Because for me, I would hyper focus on that number. So I just keep it in my tracker. Right. And okay, that's I cool. just look at my tracker and that's how I keep track of it. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a good tip for people out there. You know, um, everybody's different. Everybody needs to approach this differently. And that I like that a lot. Okay. So when Claire kind of realized this, I'm at my lowest body fat percentage ever. I am at my highest muscle mass. She sent me a photo and she was like, I feel great in the gym. Like I did, I think you were doing pull-ups and you're like, they've never uh, felt better. I did 10 <laughs> rounds of 10 unbroken pull-ups. Cool girl. I've never. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ever. So you are supporting that muscle mass with the carbs. Like carbs are needed to, in an intentional way to build muscle. Um, so I love that. But you sent me a text and you said, I have moved from Prius to Hummer. So I want to break that down because it's something that we have been saying a lot like hashtag Hummer or whatever. We might have to change the <laughs> the analogy though <laughs> since uh, Hummer just came out with an electric Hummer. Oh, oh well. Yeah, because now it's Let's like call a it a G-Wagon. Prius a G -wagon. versus G-Wagon. <laughs> okay, so the idea, or Claire, you want to break that down for people? Well, I'll let you break it down, but okay. I wouldn't mind being an electric Hummer <laughs> because I don't want to like pollute, you know, either. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. All right, break it down. Break it down for the people in the back. Okay. So I think that this is a good place to start. Okay. And hopefully she won't mind that I talk about this. So my mother, who is now a stacked coaching client, um, she... She made a bunch of money doing a multi-level marketing diet thing um, in her 30s called Cambridge. She lost weight herself, had this really inspiring story. Is that like story. those sh that, that protein shakes that all the doctors are pushing on people right now? Uh, I don't know specifics. That's but a joke. I do know that she lost 30 pounds in 30 days, had this really inspiring story, and then sold it to a bunch of people. And I also know that while she was successful doing that, it completely messed with her hormonal health and her ability to lose weight in the future, okay? So what that did... How many, she, go ahead, how many calories was she eating when she... It was super low. Like a 1,000, like really right. low. Um. She turned her body into a Prius, okay? So when you think about a Prius, an electric car, the idea is you can go a long way with very little fuel, right? But when we're translating that to our bodies, that is not the goal because the goal is to consume as much food as you can and be, um, be efficient with your body's metabolism and go through that fuel quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So that is the idea of moving from Prius status to Hummer status, and that's what Claire did. She systematically changed her body from, I mean, you're probably eating more calories oh, now. Sure. Yes, you mm -hmm. definitely I are. Am. You definitely are eating more calories because we have the data to prove it. Mm -hmm. 
than you were before and yet you weigh less it's about optimizing the way that that nutrition is fueling your body and supporting that muscle growth and by the way resistance training is a key part of this puzzle if you don't resistance train it's not a strategy for you um but the idea is that we're slowly increasing the number of calories that you could eat over time and your body is adapting and learning to use that fuel and Hummer status is unlocked. Yes, I I was amazing. <laughs> Isn't that it fun? It was so much fun and it is so much fun. Like yeah. the energy that I feel, I mean, I went for out for a 3 mile jog one day it ended up going six mm-hmm. but my body just was like Felt ready good. it was just like yeah. need, like it just needs to go <laughs> yeah. and I was like okay go um and then I think you know it's also important um, in that realm to also just recognize that rest is also important yes um and my, I do that also and as we talked about carb cycling on days that actually are rest days so that I have the opportunity to eat eat more (laughs) right? because that can be hard. I want to underscore too, that this, this is very intentional, like stuff. We're not suggesting just to eat more carbs for everybody. I want to throw this out there (laughs) because I had found out about carb cycling seven years ago, right when we opened the gym. Um, and I did, I nowhere had the amount of information and knowledge that I had. Now, um, I read like a couple of blog posts in it and listen to a coach from another gym at the time and it's like oh okay so i'm just gonna eat a lot of like peanut butter jelly sandwiches <laughs> at night and pizza and i ate a ton of bread and stuff like that but i had no rhyme or reason why i was doing any of it right. and so i had my diet and then i was just adding a shit more food to it mm-hmm. and i got fat yeah so Is that kind of like when you did carb backloading? Too? Oh, that's what it was. Carb backloading. <laughs> carb backloading. And that, that was a mess. Yeah. That was a mess. But, but I tried it. Yeah, it was it's experiment. a good experiment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it goes to, you know, the point of like being intentional, right? Like I was being coached through this process too right. and finding out what works for my body. And you really have to go through that and be able to track to see what is working yeah. um, and have that data and that progress to show. I, I've also had a couple clients where – we attempted carb cycling and then backed off of it. So Same. it's not, it's, it's not, not a strategy it's not for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, it could be doing good things for your body, but like just from a, yeah, a she, psychological she didn't necessarily, she didn't necessarily gain weight. It just wasn't reaching the goals that we set out that it was going to do. And we found out that just eating a certain target yeah. every day worked out better so i've done the same with two clients we've started it and stopped because it didn't work for them yeah but yeah this is an experiment it's a journey so yeah but that's why i think one of the things that we do well as stacked coaching uh uh coaches is using information to make informed decisions it's not a one-size-fits-all approach we have a bunch of tools in our toolbox that we pull out when it makes sense we'll try things and if they don't work okay like we don't have to try that anymore (laughs) i want to go back to claire's tote bag of food okay (laughs) Uh, do you plan out all your meals the day before yes can you talk to me a little bit about that process yeah, so I'll, and I tell this to my clients too because it does take time to build the like the habit around planning and executing, mm-hmm. um, and that preparation, right? And that that's key. Um, so I 
typically like the night before and I don't do it like a week before. I'll just do it the night before. Right. Um, and so I will decide like, okay, tomorrow night for dinner, we're going to have this and I'll put it in my tracker. And then, um, whatever leftovers were from the night before, I might've already put that in and weighed that. Um, and then I'm like, okay, you know, what do I want for breakfast? And some things have stayed pretty much the same. So those are things like Greek yogurt. I love, and apparently, I just telling Emily before, <laughs> too. I used to get like these really crazy like ulcers in my mouth, and I thought it was from fruit, but now I just think it was like I didn't have enough probiotics or micronutrients. Right. And now that I'm eating Greek yogurt every day, I've I zero eat it like problems. every day now too. <laughs> I eat it every day, <laughs> and I miss the days that I don't have it, right. which is like maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's done incredible things. So. Um, was that answering the question? Yeah, so you – but you <laughs> – the night before, you plug in all of your meals for the day before into MyFitnessPal? I do. For the day – the next day, yeah. Yeah. Gen- uh, how does that – what does that do for you psychologically? I don't have to think about it right. during the day. And I don't have time to think about it during the day. Um, so being in a school environment and not you know, not being able to know when I'm going to be able to sit down and log something, um, if I have it already set to go, I'm like – this is great. And I might put in an extra couple of snacks and then I might play around with that at the right. end of the day. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with having it ready for the day just is like I don't have to think at, yeah, about one, it. One of the things that I love about that is a lot of people get hung up on decision making. Right. And uh, what am I going to eat for lunch? How is this going to work? But when you plan it out the night before, you make that next day way less stressful. If you don't have to think about what you're going to eat, how's it going to work in your macros, all that other kind of stuff, then you take away uh, the choice. You already made your decision, and there's a lot less stress. And this isn't for everyone, but for someone like Claire, uh, who's in, who's at a school, um, doesn't have time to go home like me and eat lunch mm-hmm. and, and, and have a flexible schedule, it, it works out really well. Well, I was even worried yesterday I was a poll commissioner, right? And we worked from 5.15 to 8 o'clock or 8.30 mm-hmm. the whole day, Yeah. right? And I was like, how am I going to make this work? I just packed, like I packed everything. I planned it the night before and I packed all the things that would help me and had Jared was so kind and made dinner <laughs> at home for when I got home. But you can make it work even in those like really stressful situations and environments. Um, and I was just intentional about it the night before. And I, I think too, sometimes when we think about preparation, we think like, Oh, the whole week has to be done. Right. right? I see everybody doing all, all that meals. meal prep on Sunday. Yeah. But that's overwhelming. I don't do that either. That could be I overwhelming. I only do it the yeah. night before. Same. And so I might have, when I go shopping for the weekend, I don't even plan like what meals I'm going to mm, have that us week either. I just pick some proteins, some veggies right. Same. and then throw it together that day. Same <laughs> approach. Exactly. Yeah. It, good nutrition does not have to be complicated. Okay. It can be very simple. And I think when you're counting macros, it's even more valuable if it is simple. Yeah. A lot of people want to get hung up. And I think the people that struggle with macro counting are th- they're not eating simple foods. They're, they're trying to make a ton of recipes with sauces and stuff like that, uh, which not only complicates it, but even if, even if you are creating a recipe, plugging it all into MyFitnessPal, doling out the servings, it is not exact. Mm-hmm. So there can, and, and there, the exactness is where it works. So I don't know why. <laughs> I got a little, I got a little bit of roll there. Yeah, got a little soapbox there. But no, I mean, I love it because I think uh, planning, uh, preparation, execution is tremendous for setting up success. And like I said, that is not something for me. 
Um, I, I like the fly by the seat of my pants, but I have with this all things. with all things, <laughs> but I, I have this schedule that allows me to fly by the seat of my pants where, well, lo- also you say that, but like you literally have the same thing for lunch every single day. Yeah. Even Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I literally eat the same thing every day of my life. You're a Hummer now too, baby. <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of calories. <laughs> he walked in yesterday. He was like, I'm on my third dinner. <laughs> I ate three dinners last night. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and I mean, in terms of like the preparation, I've tried different things where I've moved my meals around and try to eat breakfast because I am a faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still fast, even though the fact that I eat a ton of carbs and the act of eating breakfast is difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because I fasted for so long mm-hmm. that it's tough for me to eat breakfast. Um, but some days I do. Some days I don't. What I love about not eating breakfast <laughs> is that I get to eat three dinners right. at night. One of my biggest <laughs> fears, I say this, I'm going to be, this is confessional time, you know. <laughs> One of my biggest fears is I will finish eating dinner and I'll have no food left and I'm still hungry. <laughs> That's the biggest fear? Your third dinner or the first dinner? The first, first dinner. dinner. Oh. So like I'll finish eating my first dinner. I'm done for my macros of the day and I'm still hungry. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> but and it's on good the flip to practice. Side, that might yeah. stress somebody out. Like, right. look, after dinner, having like 25 grams of protein and 30 carbs. And oh, 10 I fats, finished dinner like, last night. Stressful. And I had 60 something grams of protein left, 90 something carbs left. So it was game time. <laughs> so three dinners later, he had hit. Yeah, I made target. a smoothie. <laughs> then I ate an ice cream cone. And then I ate it. Then I made a sandwich. And then I was good. I had everything on the mark. Boom, boom, boom. Unicorn day. Unicorn day. So. <laughs> Is that what those days are called? Uh-huh. Wow. They have a name. It's a unicorn. <laughs> um, good. Anything else, Claire? I don't think so. Is there anything else? I don't. I think we. No, I love it. We, we, we laid it out there perfectly. It. So, Emily, um, if someone's trying to become a Hummer, they think they might be a Prius, or they might just be stuck running out of gas, what should they do? <laughs> Uh, well, you can go to www.stackedcoaching.com now and book a call. Um, we will uh, go over kind of your history and what you've tried before and what you're looking for, what your goals are. And we will tell you more about our program and how we can help. Nice. Set you up with a stacked coach like Claire. What's, I'm, I want to end on this real quick. What is your favorite thing to eat that you eat on a daily basis? Like, what thing do you look forward to? Is it your Greek, Greek yogurt? yogurt. She already said yeah, that. the Greek yogurt <laughs> with blueberries and Catalina Crunch. What's that? It's like granola. It's kind of like Wait, a granola. I think I got the same thing. Yeah, but it's, it has a higher protein. But I look forward oh, to everything, though. Like, when Sarah posted about her doing a little dance for her lunch, like, that's how I feel every time I mm. eat now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I get to go have the, I don't know, collagen protein oats that i really like like right. I just everything and is that always the way you felt about food no no um i mean i always like enjoyed eating and love eating um but i wouldn't say i looked forward to it as much as just not having to th- like we're not having to think through all the things and already having a plan for the day it's like i look forward to because i'm not stressed about what i'm eating yeah love it what about you em my favorite thing to eat during the day, like you, you, you don't day. have a normal. Emily doesn't eat the same thing every day. Emily eats whatever I pack for her lunch. So, yeah, true story. That's true. And and my Bradley is my plan and execute <laughs> strategy. 
He packs my lunch for me. That's what I do for Jared. Jared likes his meals prepped for the week. So he gets his four prepped meals with chicken thighs, nice rice, job, Claire. and <laughs> greens. Such a good wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only. Um, four sentence review gets four a Four sentence review gets a free fit aid. Uh, <laughs> wow. We also have the, uh, the zero calorie fit aids, which I've become accustomed to. They are one carb, nine calories. I don't know how that works. That math doesn't work out for me. Mm, one carb, nine calories. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> uh, Net carbs, maybe. Is there fiber in fit aids? Yeah, but there's still, if there's only it's one. It's sugar alcohols. That's what yeah, it is. That's what They're it's removing be, sugar so. alcohols from the calories. Sorry, All right. that's us nerding out <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. We appreciate it. Peace. Bye. Bye.